Um, okay, this week, we're, this semester, we're all going to be talking about thriving or dying in college. And, and so we're going to be looking at um, Galatians 5, verse 16 through 26. And, and we're going to read that text. Oh, there's no slide for that? Okay. Okay. Well, try, it's on your sheet, though. Okay. Yeah, it's on. Okay, all right, all right. It is on your sheet, so you have it there in front of you. I'm going to read it. We're going to read this every week, and we're going to look at this, this text in detail because it's the key to either thriving or dying. And so hear the Word of God with me. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the law are evident. Sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, and envying one another. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but our word, our, God's word stands forever. Uh, may add his blessing to it uh, this evening. Let's pray real quick. Gracious God, Lord, if, I, if a man speaks tonight, um, there will be nothing, nothing happening. Uh, we will quickly forget it. We will go away unchanged, and we will not understand. Um, we will die. But if you speak, Lord, if you would speak to us uh, by your Spirit, uh, we would be enabled to walk. We would be changed. We'd be forever transformed, and, and eternity would be affected. Would you do that tonight, and we will give you glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, so the, the sermon tonight, the message, the, the talk tonight is about, can y'all hear me in the back over there? Okay, I'm going to try to be Spurgeon-esque before there was any kind of... Uh, um, amplification, so bear with me. Um, tonight, it's, it's a simply about this. We will thrive if we grow in our love. We will thrive at college or wherever you go if you can grow in your love. But the challenge is because we naturally love ourselves more than we love others. So in order to grow, we're going to have to learn how to walk by faith. Okay? Um, so, I got a question for you. How many of you, raise your hands, be honest, guys, how many of y'all have ever taken a selfie and uploaded it onto the internet? Uh, the rest of you are lying. Okay. Um, be honest. Okay. Selfies. Okay. The selfie is kind of, it's a natural thing, right? But it's kind of frowned upon. We kind of make fun of the selfie, uh, don't we? Uh, we won't even admit that we do have done this before. We've taken a picture of ourselves. Maybe you haven't un uploaded on the internet, but you've taken one of yourself maybe uh, at a perfect angle where you get your good side. And the selfie is a perfect reflection, I believe, of the natural state of our hearts. Look at me. I'm great. I am better than you. In fact, I don't even need anybody to take a beautiful photo of myself. I can do it 
just fine, thank you. Okay? Uh, we, we've all got to realize that that's our condition. And that's not the way it was made to be. Uh, God made us to relate to one another, to give to one another, to, to, to secure one another, to comfort one another, to protect one another, to love. But we've messed that up uh, due to our own sin. And so the principle here is that we've got to feel our need of love, that we mess this up all the time. That's our first point. We've got to feel the need of love if we're going to grow in love. We've got to feel the need, our own need to do that. Um, and I, the first principle is that, that we need this super fruit, okay, a super fruit, okay? When you look at the verse on your sheet, verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. And, and then joy, peace, patience, all these things. We need this Spirit to produce this fruit, which is going to give us all these angles of the Spirit. Uh, love being the first one. So we're going to look at all those attributes over the course of this semester. First, love. Um, and it's created by the, speed, the seed, okay? Look at verse 22. Um, love is not easily obtained, nor is it easily given. Well, true love, that is, okay? Uh, the pale limitations we might call love are everywhere. Uh, but the Bible here is telling us that love must come from the Holy Spirit. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love, okay? So, so we can't create love on our own. We need something external to us to change us and transform us to create love. We're not good at that on our own. Therefore, guys, to find somebody to love you, to be able to love somebody, that's a miracle. It's from God, okay? And so we know this to be true because we all feel that deficit in our world. We feel the, the, the need of love. We look for it. Um, if you look through your recently watched list on Netflix, how many of them involve love? Even sports movies, y'all. Even Friday Night Lights, okay? Packed chalk full with love stories okay love stories relationships uh the recent books you've read um the chats you've had with friends i meet with students all the time and 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 every almost every day uh multiple students most of the conversations do move towards relationships love dating those sort of things everything in us that we talk about and that comes from us points to our obsession and our lack of love and feeling love and feeling like we're good at it, even. Uh, we're insecure about that. And so you put yourself out there in order to, to acquire love. You do that. Some of you do. Some of you are the first person to speak in class. Some of you are the ones who have your door open in the dorms, and you want to invite everyone in. You, you're craving relationships. Some of you are more hiding in the shadows. You go to class. You don't make a big scene. You just want to hide because you fear someone might reject you. Um, in both of those, we're both showing our needs, our needs to be loved. The bottom line here is we don't acquire it easily, and we find it hard to give it. There's this broken tendency in us to, to sort of desire that too much even, to become, to become obsessed with it. And so when I say love, I, it's like it's five minutes into here, and I haven't even defined love yet, okay? Like, that's terrible public speaking, isn't it? When I say love, when the Bible says love, it means this. You've got nothing to fear with this person. You've got nothing to lose. Nothing to protect, because this person is keeping you safe. Nothing to fear, nothing to lose, nothing to protect. You're safe with somebody. That's love. If you're a note-taking person, that's love. Nothing to fear, nothing to lose, nothing to protect. You're safe. Okay. Um, think about uh, this way. Um, when, when you have apply, or you, how many of y'all rushed, or, or rushing? Um, a couple of you, you know? Um, if you rush, like, 
Like rushing is incredibly nerve wracking, okay? Because you're out, putting yourself out there to be judged and you're actually judging. You're looking at the houses and, and evaluating them. And so there's evaluation going on, evaluating of you. And so no one feels safe until they have that piece of paper in their hand that says, you're a so-and-so, you've been chosen, okay? But in the moment you have been chosen and you come down the elevator from your dorm or you go to the house or wherever you go, when you get that paper, when you know you're chosen, what happens? Safety. Safety. Nothing to protect, nothing to lose, nothing to fear. And so in that moment, you can grow in your love because of safety. You're loved, you're chosen, you're protected. And so when someone is in, when someone makes a team, when someone makes a, uh, a, a show, when you're auditioning for something, when you get that safety, you're able to finally start waiting with those who don't know yet, to comforting those who didn't make it, to rejoicing with those who made it. That's what you do with love. Um, some of us um, um, need, to, need to experience that. Some of us do not feel that. And so we've got to believe in the root of love. That's our second point. Everyone has that deep sense of insecurity within them. I do it. I have it. Some of you are here at OU to fill that, right? Okay, some of you want an MRS degree or an MR degree, okay? You're here for the relationship. You're here for that. You want to find somebody to love you. Of course you do. Nothing wrong with that, okay? But be careful of finding that first relationship or a second relationship, third relationship, whatever it is, and, and putting your ultimate redemption in that thing. Because, like, guys, the highway is littered. Um, Asp is littered. <laughs> Lindsay's littered with broken relationships that have promised everything but have been lies. Uh, relationships have become baptized as saviors. Um, some of us want the relationship. Some of us want more money. That's why we're here. Some of us want to get that job, and that's why we're here. We're going through the motions to get there. Some of us want to build relationships to connect and feel something, Okay. And so you're at OU because you want to be loved, you want to love, you want to feel safe. And so the way you think you've got to get there is to try harder. If I try harder, then I'm going to be okay. But look on your handout. Look at verse 20, verse 21. Look back at those verses, if you will. Look at the contrast between 20 and 21 and 22. The fruit of the Spirit is love in verse 22. Love, joy, peace, patience, all those kind of things. But then... The fruit of the flesh, or the works of the flesh, the, the product of the flesh are the working hard in context of Galatians. The product of working harder is enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy. Let's just look at those. Those are the ones related to interpersonal relationships. How do your relationships go if you're a try harder person? If love is about trying harder, then if you're going to seek it by trying harder, you end up with those kind of things, okay? If you're doing well in loving, if you're getting better, then dissension and divisions come in. Because you've got it together, you're doing great, but the rest of these guys are just inferior. They don't get it. There's division, there's lack of love. Because you're not safe. You're not a protected person. You do have things to lose because it's all about you. Because frankly, you have everything to lose because you're basing your identity on how good you can be, how hard you can try, how you measure up to everybody else. And what if you're not measuring up well? What if you keep failing? You keep messing it up. You live according to the works in the flesh, okay? Where are you going to go? You're going to go to envy. Man, I wish I had her gifts. Man, I wish I was as good as him. 
jealousy, envy, deceit, lying about your own self, lying to others. To make, to make it through the semester, you're not going to live by grace. You're going to end up with false worship and sexual sin and all kinds of stuff along here. We're going to look at that as we go through this. That's what happens when you live by the term try harder. Now, I'm not, I am not advocating don't try. Um, I think with, the, the, uh, with knowing the root of love, Jesus, who is the root of love, there is going to be a great impetus to try harder. But that is not the basis of your standing. The basis of your standing is knowing Jesus. It's you live by grace, okay, not by performance. So when, when you do well, if you're, if you're a try harder person, when you do well, you might take some liberties, right? Because, hey, you're doing great. You're doing better than the next guy, so you might... Take liberties with sin. But what if you just like, what if you're a try harder person and you can't get it right? You keep failing. You keep try, you can't love. Well, you know, you may decide, well, I just can't get better. Okay, I'm gonna just wallow in this. This is who I am. But if, but if grace is my identity and grace says to me, look, Justin, you're self-obsessed. You are self-obsessed. You care too much about what people think about you. And you, and you just want to keep trying harder to please people. But here it is. Jesus comes to me and says, hey, you're safe in that. You're protected in my blood, in my righteousness. You've got nothing to lose. Then I'm free. If the Bible, if the Bible tells us when that confession is true, that I take away all your sins, then I'm free. Grace is a God who's more obsessed with me than I am with myself. Grace is a God who is more obsessed with me than I am with myself. That's demonstrated by his giving his son to die for me, okay? Because he loves me and he, he, wants to, he wants to rescue me from myself, okay? Now, if I go to you and it's the first day of school and you don't know where you're going and you're trying to impress people and you've got your, your, your OU uniform on, because all dressed the same, okay? Like, you just want to look that way and you just want to be accepted, well... Here's the deal. Um, when, I, when, I, when I tell you, look, you got to stop thinking about yourself and start loving other people and looking outside of yourself, I've just told you to become more self-obsessed. Okay? I've told you to worry about something else and proving something else. What I'm telling you is to produce love, you've got you've to know the root of love. You've got to know Jesus. And you've got to keep reminding yourself and being reminded of his security for you. And then your third point, you're going to yield the fruit of love is that, here's the deal, walking with God on the basis of grace is going to produce love from the inside out. As a seed produces fruit, God produces. So love, guys, if you're a note-taking person, love is a byproduct of faith, not a result of faithful living or obedience. It, love is obedience produced through faith, by grace, by the Holy Spirit. So what do you have to do? What do I have to do to thrive? I've got to believe something. I've got to believe that I'm the reason. I can't, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a problem solver. Guys, we weren't going to have power tonight at the Passion Pit. And I, I, I heard this, one of our students told me this, and I'm like, I'm going to go solve that problem. So I got out and solved it, okay? I'll get things done, guys, okay? Y'all should be impressed with that. Now, we don't have audio, okay, but we have lights. That's good. Um, so I solved a problem, yeah. But I can't, thank you. I cannot solve myself, though. I can fix a lot of things, but I can't fix myself. 
Jesus is the thing that can fix me. I can't produce love. I can't change my heart. But my heart can be changed by knowing Christ. Because why my belief system has me at the center of everything. And my beliefs need to change. I've got to realize I'm not the point of this. That Jesus is the point of this. Okay, so when, when I thrive in loving people, when I do well, it's not my glory. My love is for the glory of God. My love is about the glory of God in reversing the curse and the fallenness of this world and bringing insecure 18 to 20 year olds and insecure 34 year old campus ministers to loving people, doing things that are against their nature, to becoming, uh, becoming things that aren't self-obsessed, to others focused. And that's relating to our original creation, relating to each other in the image of God, uh, that God himself, we, we look like that and, and deferring to others and giving to others. Um, there's a, uh, my wife and I were watching a, um, a beauty pageant last year, um, the Miss America pageant. There's a, a girl from OU in it. And, um, you know, I think she came in second or third maybe. Um, but there's an awkward moment in it where, all, where the host looks at all the losers who've been eliminated and says, hey, here's some donuts. Y'all want to eat some donuts now? You're out of the competition. You can finally eat a donut. Isn't that, isn't that just the most awkward, terrible thing? Okay, is like as if you need to starve yourself to win a contest? It was just, just the worst thing you've ever seen. Um, worst words ever. But there is some truth in that. Um, <laughs> Once you're safe, in this sense, okay, once you're out of the contest, when, when you don't have to measure up anymore, there's some security to feel like, oh, I don't have to protect myself anymore. I don't have to, to not lose this. It's not on my shoulders. What God tells to you is, I, you've won in Christ. You've won. See, it's not about you taking a selfie and making yourself look good. It's that I'm taking a photo of you. And it's more glorious than you know. What, you, what your identity is, is Christ. God didn't just send Jesus down to a cross to be slaughtered. God sent Jesus in the womb of a woman. He began as an embryo, a seed. And he blossomed into a child. And then a teenager. A college student. A full-grown man so that he could live as a substitute for me and you. He came to be your righteousness. He came to cover you. And so when he went to the cross, what's true about you if, you're, if you, if you're saying, I have nothing and I must have Christ, is that his whole life is for you. And so when God looks at you, he sees the beautiful picture of Jesus and all the secret sins, all the, all the rebellion, all the hurt you've caused, all the lack of love is placed on Jesus and crucified. And Jesus says it's finished. And so you can stand and you can say, look, I can eat a donut. I can give a donut. I can be a beautiful picture. And, I, and, and when, I, when, I am, when, I, when I get over myself of trying to be that beautiful picture, I truly become beautiful. And that, that's not about me, it's about other people. I can cry with people. I can live with people. I can be a good roommate even. I can be a good husband. I can be a good daddy. Um, I can be a good student. And so as Christians, we have nothing to lose, nothing to protect, nothing to prove. We're safe. And the calling is to go love somebody. Um, we'll close with this. Um, there's a guy named David France who um, is a music guy. He can play um, the violin really well. And so 
he he believed that music had the ability to go into like to go into uh, the inner city, and if you teach music education, you can make people uh, uh, be transformed. And so what he did is he took he took the uh, this this idea to different schools in the Boston inner city, and he was able to um, to sell it to certain schools. And what he did was he went out and he played his violin uh, on the street corners to earn money to fully fund this orchestra program to to heal the inner city. And it's in this this, uh, this place called Roxbury, Massachusetts, where he started this program. And so. With his, his going out and spending his own time and loving and caring about this, he's, able, he's been able to make a difference, okay? Why did he do that? Because he had a belief. He believed that music could heal people in a holistic way. If you believe that grace is the way, you can heal. You can grow. You can transform. Because the cross tells you the heinousness of your sin but it tells you the beauty of God's love for you, that you're worse than you ever were, than you ever could ever imagine, but you're more loved than you could also ever imagine, in spite of your sin. And God's like that good photographer. He is so obsessed with you, and he, he and he only can truly make you look good. You can't do it yourself. His love is going to produce love in you and from you. He is that. And so the greatest tactic that, that, could, that could happen here this, this year to destroy you is that you could disbelieve and take your eyes off what the Bible says about what Jesus did for you uh, to, 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 be, to be your righteousness and to die on a cross. And so that's what we're going to be about every week this, this year is looking at thriving and getting back to that grace. And I'm going to tell you, every week when you come here, you're safe. You've got nothing to lose. You've got nothing to, to protect if you're in Jesus Christ. If your trust is in Him, He is going to transform you. So let's pray and we'll, we'll go eat ice cream. Our Father in heaven, Lord, you're good to us in so many ways. You care about us and you take good care of us. I pray for the students of OU uh, that you would enable us to to get over ourselves, um, not through our own hard work, but through your grace. And that would drive us to work. That would drive us to glory and drive us to, to rejoice in you. For your glory, for your name's sake, we pray. Amen. Okay, we'll have uh, one more song and the ice cream truck should be here.